<laughs> Good morning, Weekly Dishers. Well, this is uh, this is Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are live down in Burnsville in Southern Lights. Okay, yeah, so woohoo! Let's get some woohoos going, woo-hoos. ladies and gents. There's a lot of people here for woohooing. I know that. So when you're driving on 35W, yeah, and you see this beautiful glass building full of lights, just glowing, literally lights. glowing. Yes, they are right off of the frontage road, off of 35W, and we are going to be here for two hours, and then the shop girls are going to be here too. And they're going to continue to be here, you guys. They have silent auction items. They have a free mammography wagon from Fairview is here. So if you're one of those people, and I know they're, you're out there, that are like, ooh, I need to get my mammogram, but I didn't make the appointment. It's here. You can just show up. You can just show up, right? This is amazing. Yes. You can just so show you up. Can just, just come make, on down. Drive down here. Squish a boob. Feel good about it. <laughs> squish a boob. Feel come on, good. people. Squish a boob. Feel good. It's not even that squishy. It's I mean, not. People, if you're out there and you're like, uh, it's not that big of a deal. No. It is a little squishy for like a Who couple cares? seconds, but they're very respectful and you're going to feel so good that you got it out of the way and you got it done. This is my thing. Like that's way, it's way less than the uh, worry that you may carry. Oh, like 100%. the peace of mind is worth a squished boob is my point. People. It really is. Get out and here and squish a boob. Also, do you know Alexis is here? What? She's here making, I believe she's making headbands, isn't she? She is making headbands. She's, she's here in a tulle skirt. In a tutu. I would call it a tutu. Yes, that's not tulle, is it? It is tulle, but okay. it's, I just went right to tutu instead it's of tulle skirt. It's super cute. It's a skirt. It's a skirt. Um, she is here, and again, there's silent auction items here. And I think a big thing, so if you come and you buy lights at Southern Lights today, 8% of all of those proceeds today are going to go to the American Cancer Society. That's amazing. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about cancer today. It's funny. You know, I'm a cancer survivor. Lisa Motes, who's the one of the owners of Southern Lights, she's a cancer survivor. And you don't really think about cancer until it hits someone in either you or in your life. And 50% of us, I think, is the amount, and that even seems low to me. Well, and I would say that it's funny to me because I am not a cancer survivor myself, my personal body, but both my parents have had cancer, and I have had many friends, including you, you know, battle this disease, and in that, in a weird way, it makes me even feel more powerless, you know? And so because I haven't, like, because I, I, it's my friends and the people I love. And this is also a reason to fight. It is. And I get frustrated sometimes. Like, if you think about all of the things that we as Americans have done and so many cool innovations and things that have happened around the world and that we're still not able to stop people from having breast cancer right. or prostate cancer or any kind of cancer. It's kind of crazy if you think about it. I know. And we've made a ton of advancements and people get mad and it can get like political because they're like, well, Big Pharma doesn't want to find a cure. And maybe that's true. But Big Pharma also has found some drugs that have yeah. improved people's lives. My case in particular, a drug was discovered before I was diagnosed that uh, the difference between me and my mom, because we had the same type of cancers, my mom's dead and I'm not. And it's simply because of that drug. So right. I don't want to be that person who's no. like big pharma because no. it's there's it is a business. Cancer is a business. And that's sad. But it's also that business has provided cure and longevity of life for some people. Right. So, right. 
I don't know. I am. So let's just support the people who are going through things, and you can support, you know, the medical community, and you can support, you know, uh, you can support the people who need, who are supporting the people. And that people, we're going to talk about that today because yeah. I have some new people in my life that have been diagnosed. It's funny because I was diagnosed technically early. Yeah. I was diagnosed at 42, so I'm nine years out. And other people like in my sphere now are in their like late 40s, 50s, and they're just starting to get diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's so sad. I know. It's weird. It's really weird when you think about like remembering when you found out and then the people who I know now who are going through it and are badly like Raghavan very publicly and our friend Jack Rebel. Um, you know, those kind of things, those, uh, that seems so like, it seems like yours was so long ago. Yeah. I'm like, Oh no, I already did this battle. Like, are we done? I already did this nine years ago. I, I was just, cause I'm going to be my cancer anniversary is in January and I'm going to be on a trip. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I think I'll be celebrating my cancer anniversary on this trip. I thought it was 10 years. I'm like, Oh, it's only nine. Nine. So then I said to my husband, you know what that means? What? Like, well, you're 10. You got it. (laughs) I'm going to go to St. Bart's. Yeah. I got a bunch. Of, when I was diagnosed, I got a black pearl that I got in a tr- on a trip at St. Bart's before I had my mastectomy. And I'm going to go back and get another one. Do it. Yeah. Do it. So, and I want to, if we tie this all back to food, because this obviously is a food it show. It is a food show. A lot of two things happen when people get sick. One is, is people want to know what they can do. So mm-hmm. that can a lot of times revolve around food. And we'll talk about that. But the other piece is like, what do you do with food? Like I have two neighbors that they're married couple and they're both battling cancer and they're both stage four. So how do we support them? Like mm-hmm. do what kind of foods do I need to bring them? Are there services? So we're going to talk a little bit about Good. that. Good. Uh, Good. During the course of the show. How was your week this week, Stephanie? What'd uh, you eat? Oh, before we get into that, I want to talk about the other thing that's going on today. Oh yes. Which yes, is yes. the cookbook swap. <laughs> we have a busy day today. We got a lot of stuff going on today. So just remember you guys, we do have tickets still available. You can still come and if you're feeling it, you can swap books. We're at Kitchen in the Market. I think we start at 1 o'clock. One thirty. One thirty. And you know what's Oh, good? no, it's 1 o'clock. It is Sorry. 1 o'clock. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, and you get to go and hang out, and you can drop your books. Even if you want to drop your books early and then walk around the market and, like, hang out and maybe, you know, go grab some food, some other food that you haven't tried. Um, but remember, you can bring your books that you don't want, your cookbooks and the food books that you're kind of like, eh, I'm kind of past that. Maybe you're out of the Ina Garten phase, you know? And you're like, okay, I'm done. I've got all of her stuff. Maybe I would like to dabble back into a Martha Stewart phase, a little vintage. And so maybe someone else is out of their Martha Stewart phase. So there's an interesting thing we can do where we can bring your books. We'll give you a ticket. And then you can walk away with fresh books. Yeah, you swap. Yeah. And if you just want to bring your books and you don't want to get new ones, you don't have to. No. Uh, Arks Value Village will come at 2.30 and they'll pick up all of the books that are unused. It is a 100% fundraiser for Second Harvest Heartland. Mm -hmm. None of us are making any cash on it. No, our friends at Kitchen in the Market are donating their time, their energy, and you can sign up for classes there too through the end of the year. They've got some great classes coming. Yep. And someone actually reached out to us, Stephanie, and she said, my sister and I are heading down tomorrow for your cookbook swap, but we want to stop and have a cocktail prior. Any suggestions about where to go? And I thought of High Low Diner to have like a boozy shake because it's just down the street. Yeah. And I thought that would be a fun spot. Yeah. Do you, can you think of a good Probably spot? Sonora, if you want to do the Sonora Grill oh, as well. Yes, They've got great margaritas. margaritas. I yum. don't know if they're open for lunch now that I should check. But How about Peppers and Fries, which is also on Lake Street a little bit further down the street. They've got a great Bloody Mary. Do they? Yep. Okay. And uh, chili, chili fries. Yum. Yeah. 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 And isn't, uh, I mean, well, Bungalow Club is a little bit. It, I don't know if they're open for lunch. Well, they're 
I mean, it might be brunch. Oh, brunch. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, people do eat brunch yeah. on Saturdays, Stephanie. Some people do. Talking to myself. I mean. Uh, so I think that that's a great place, too. Uh, they might have a little, they might have some action going there. But, you know, there's also stuff in the Midtown Global Market. I don't think there's any, well, you can go to there's East Lake Brewery, Brewery yep. and get a beer. That's you for can. sure. But I think I think everything else is not open for. Unfortunately, Ziadi's just closed. Yeah, which is un, which is a sad thing. Now I, I know they're closed with their full service restaurant. So does that mean they're just out of the Midtown Global Market I think, period? I'm not sure. I think their Moroccan space is still the Moroccan spices. Space. Yeah, because I that, think that's still open. They had good good food there. I know, yeah. I know. But unfortunately, that's just kind of the way it goes. Apparently, the, the, the they had taken over the rabbit hole space, and that is what's now vacant. So we'll see what happens over there for sure. Um. Did you have anything exciting to eat this week? Um, what did I eat? Well, I ate at Snack Bar so last night. So did I. Last I night? Can't wait. No. Oh. A few nights ago. I was like, ago. you were there? No. No. But we'll talk about it. Okay, so that's two. in my top two. So I was just going to talk about it there. But I mean, that's about, you know, I don't know. It's been like one of those weeks where you're, I've been working a lot on deadline stuff. And so then I go home and I cook. So I have been cooking a lot this week, which is kind of interesting. And you post a lot of your cooking things on what? What to, to what to cook for cook when for when? But I haven't posted anything. Okay, so you can check out the old post. <laughs> yes, but I am going to post something today. I'm going to post the pumpkin dip today, which I haven't done. Um, I just haven't had time. I honestly, because it does take time to kind of put it together. Because I do cook from I you know I kind of cook randomly. I th- I throw together and I don't have recipes. And so for me to put the recipes out there takes time. Something else is happening that I just keep staring at your face. <laughs> Okay. Well, hopefully it's because you're talking to me. Yes, and you have cute round glasses. glasses on. Yeah. And if I opened my bag right now and put my glasses You'd on, the same we would be twinning. Yeah. And it's so funny. Well, it's not like they're very unique. I mean, I buy them at Lunds. Let's be clear. I buy all my reading glasses and everything at the grocery store, Barnes and Noble or Lunds, because that's where I am. And I love this about you. I will break them a thousand times, and I'm buying like like one point two fives. You know what I mean? I'm saying I'm I'm not. I don't super need them. Really, I have a I can't cute pair of one point two fives that I can't even see in, so I might bring them and give them to you. Oh yeah, yeah, they're real cute. Yeah, I just uh, it's funny though because it's like I I've had twenty twenty vision my whole life, and so this is the first time I've ever had like actual glasses to wear. So. Oh, age, it is oh, a beauty, isn't age, it? But the so reverse good. is worse. So it is. It is worse. We're gonna embrace ah! the aging eyes so there that we can live. All, All right. right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, our friends at El Burrito Mercado in St. Paul are gearing up for catering season. So if you need any catering, give them a shout. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to our friend Lisa Motes from Southern Lights. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are live broadcasting at Southern Lights today. Alexis Thompson is here with Woo! us. That's right. We are making strides for breast cancer. There it is. You can I need sign to fire up. up the woo. Yeah, you can sign up and be on Alexis's team. She's here actually making headbands. You can get a free mammogram. The Fairview Wagon is right out front. So cool. You can come and bid on any of the silent auction items. There's a pizza oven here that Stephanie's coveting. I've already bid. And some pretty great lamps. That's fine. You guys can outbid me. It's okay. Uh, you can come and make a purchase at Southern Lights. They have gorgeous lighting, so let's just talk about that for a second. And 8% of all the sales today will be donated to the American Cancer Society. So one, why we're doing all this is because it's Breast Cancer Month, but also because, Lisa, you and I have known each other for how, like probably, I don't know, eight years maybe? Right about that, right. Yeah, so right. W- you have been diagnosed with breast cancer about a year ago today, we were just saying. Right, I... Uh I was saying I had a, my annual mammogram scheduled, Yep. and I knew that there might have been something going on based on an earlier doctor visit, 
but I tried not to think about it. Sure. Right. I went in for that more advanced mammogram, and it quickly, the same day, turned into a ultrasound, quickly turned into a biopsy. It was all on a Friday morning, November 2nd of last year, and I got the formal call the following Monday, November 5th. Um, those two days are, I just, I bet they were hell. The it waiting was, for the it's results. hard for me to even think about. Yeah. I, I don't think I slept. Yeah. Um, I tried to stay busy and focus on other things, but it was difficult. It's really interesting to me, like you're a business owner, right? So right. you're running this very robust, very large lighting showroom with your husband. You have some kids, you've right. got grandchildren. Lots of family. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're just going to work in your regular life and then this happens. How, I, I don't know, like I just want people to understand how that that mindset is of how you what do you do next? Like when you have a business, how did you, did you keep coming to work? Did you tell your employees? I did. Um, when I, right after I got the call that Monday, um, again, we have a lot of family here. We brought in a small group of our, you know, kind of our key people. Yeah. And you have a lot of people that have been working for you for a really long right, time. A lot of long timers here and brought that group in first. And then um, once ev my whole family was informed then that night, and then we just, I basically put an email out to the company. I didn't want to exclude anyone. And um, the support I got from staff, the, our employees here, and many of our reps and manufacturers, customers, oh. I was blown, I'm still blown away by the attention and the support. Yeah, and people that would just come in like, it, when you have a small business, you know, it's kind of you and your employees yep. and you right. rally around and you gather together. Right. I was really fortunate to have a lot of those same types of employees on my staff when you were diagnosed um you start going through treatment right was there anything that like there's a lot of people listening right now that maybe have family members that have been diagnosed or there's the first response that everybody is like well you must have had it in your family did you get a lot of that i did um my mom who was here this morning also um she had about a breast cancer in 93 had a single mastectomy and radiation, but no chemo, and she's healthy as can be today. Yay. Yay. And so we had that, but um, really no other breast cancer in the family. And I want people to hear that even if you don't have breast cancer in your family, like if you've had colon cancer in your family or prostate cancer in your family, those could be signs of breast cancer indicators. Right. Everybody talks about the BRCA1 gene, but there's a lot of other genes that are right. causing breast cancer that they know about now. So it isn't necessarily just a magic bullet if you don't have that BRCA1 gene. There's a lot of other genes and everybody needs to get their mammograms, do right. self-exams. Did you, you said that you had kind of a feeling from a doctor's appointment. Did you feel it yourself? Or I, how did, did you I know? should have. Um, I've always had the kind of fibery, dense mammograms mm -hmm. where I had a couple callbacks after routine mammograms that turned into nothing. But I did, I was angry at myself because um when I got home from that initial discovery from my regular gynecologic, gynecologic exam, she said, oh, I, f I feel something. And I got home, I mean, right away, as yeah. soon as I left, I'm like, why, why didn't I feel this? Yeah. But um, again, I just chalked it up to the dense kind of fibery whatever. Right. And um, so I guess the biggest sign for me is when I was having my ultrasound when the technician kept coming in and out of the room. Then I pretty much in my head said, okay, I have breast cancer. This is going to be a journey for yep. me. 
And it is a journey. That's the other part because you get diagnosed and it takes a long time to go through the treatment, whatever your treatment is. For me, it was about two years. I'm still, I'm nine years out. I'm still on hormone therapy. I still go to the doctor. I still am managing side effects from having had a double mastectomy. So, you know, you don't really talk about that stuff because it's not really very fun. But Mm -hmm. um, are you getting, you're getting the support that you need from friends. But like when you were diagnosed, did you eat anything different? Did you um, feel like, oh, I have to, like right away, Stephanie all laughed because I was like, I'm never eating. Yeah, no. She, I'm only eating whole wheat she pasta was like, for the I, rest of yeah, my life. We have switched everything and it is only whole wheat pasta. And, and I'm like, only eating right. greens, organic right. greens. Those, that first week or two was, when I think about it now, I just, I can't even tell you where my brain went. I was afraid to eat or drink anything right away. And did, it was like, hard. I felt like I gave myself cancer. Did you feel like you gave yourself cancer from doing something that you didn't know what it was? Um, I started thinking back. Yeah. Like, um, was it because I smoked? Was it because I took the birth control pill? Yeah. Like I would, I was like, I, I, did I eat enough organic meat? Right. I started kind of just living my last 30 years going, okay, what did I do that I shouldn't have? Completely. Yeah. yeah. Right. And trying to just like check off your list like, ah. But as far, far as food and whatnot, that was a challenge in the beginning. And then I started chemo quickly after my diagnosis. And at that point, I thought, well, I'm in chemo. I think I just need to eat what sounds good. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. still trying to be careful and smart. And, you know, again, I listen to your um, dishing up nutrition all the time. Yeah. And I was thinking of their mantra, you know, healthy carbs, um, you know, just full fat dairy. Yep. Just I was trying to think of what they preach and kind of try to eat that way in the beginning. Yeah. And, and still now. Because carbs feed on cancer, and yet when you get these treatments that are super toxic, sometimes that's what sounds good, like that comforty food. So it's like, oh, I don't want a salad after I just had my chemotherapy, but I know I shouldn't eat that macaroni and cheese either. Right. I, uh, uh, my son who likes to cook, um, we, we did a lot of crockpot things, yeah. which, and I have my chemo mostly through the winter. Yep. So, um, and for me, just, it was keeping the grocery or the, I'm sorry, my refrigerator stocked yeah. and groceries that, cause I really never got too sick to cook. So it was more for me about having the supplies I needed. Yeah. So, that's um, true. Mm. After you're, so you're going to round out on this year. Right. Then I have what notoriously in my family, they call the lost summer. So after the year, then I had the year of, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm living. I'm going to stay alive. And then I kind of had like a just totally throw caution to the wind. Like, oh, you're having birthday cake. I'm alive. I can have cake. Oh, you're having a second bottle of wine. I'm alive. I can have three. Oh, you're drinking that 12th glass of champagne. Me too. Woo. Cheers. Like that whole next year felt like a nonstop party in my mind of celebration of living. But when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, I was totally grieving too. Right. I just, it it was such a unique year of being grateful that I was alive, but also like kind of acting out because I was alive. I haven't quite got there yet. I'll be interested to talk to you in the next year. And if you start to feel like you're not making great choices because you can, because you're alive, it's like my inner five-year-old is so loud. She was like, I'm alive. Yeah, it's a party. (laughs) Ten bottles for everyone. I just, I felt like I really didn't have balance because I was so thrilled to be alive and I was going to do everything and consume everything and be everything. I just, I really, I look back on that time and think, wow, that was kind of an interesting summer, wasn't it? For me, I think I'm going to be more focused on 
my schedule. Tell me what that means. It means um, enjoying the things I have, enjoying my family and friends, and taking the time for me more. And um, I do want to work less. Yeah. And just enjoy more. Self-care becomes important. And also, that is the gift of cancer. Our friend Jack Rabel, who's diagnosed, we talked about this Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. I said, you know... If I had to say, there's a lot of things cancer took away from me, but there was also a lot of things that I got. And one of the things I got was, you know, I don't let grass grow under my feet. I go on a van Mm -hmm. trip for five weeks because I can. I make my life a priority above all other things. And I make spending time with my family and taking those adventures. And if you're listening to us and you're feeling like, oh, my mom waited. My mom was like, when we win the lottery, we're going to go to Europe. When we win the lottery, we're going to do this or that. Well, she never won the lottery, you guys. And there were so many things that she didn't do that I regret for her. And I wish she would have just put us in the car and taken a week out of the school year. You know, people like, well, my kids, I can't take a week out of the school year for the kids. I just do what you need to do, live your life, be grateful, appreciate the people you love, because cancer could be knocking at anybody's door at any time. Right. That's what you learn kind of the hard way sometimes, but that's going to be my plan is to live more. All right. Enjoy more. That's a good plan. If I you like come that. out today, love you can it. see Lisa. She'll be here. Uh, we really appreciate you having us out here. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You are listening to My Talk 1071's Weekly Dish. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are live in Burnsville at Southern Lights. If you want to come on down, we are just right off of the highway and in a very cozy, warmly lit place. Beautiful lights, free mammograms, courtesy of Fairview Health. There's cookies. People, there are cookies. And if you want to buy any lights, or they have home accessories here, too. They have, like, end tables and fun... um, just decorative things for the house like frames and any of the purchases that you make today 8% of all those proceeds will go to uh, the American Cancer Society. Yes. So I think it's a it's a it's obviously a great thing to do and uh, and we're here to support everybody today and we couldn't be happier. You know and who else is here? Who, Honey Baked Ham. Who what? Honey Baked Ham. They are? Yes. I did got, not know yeah, that. Yeah, Honey Baked Ham. We've got a How gift card, a gift basket. <laughs> <laughs> ham. Everybody loves ham. ham. Where's the ham? I love it. So, okay, obviously today is one of those days. Well, actually, today's the day you need ham, I think. Cause it's, ham. It's a little bit... I haven't given you my weather report, but I don't know if you want me to, is the point. Because it's a little bit schnitzy outside, and that's okay, but it's not bad. I would I, just say it's just like a little bit of more solid rain. I'm a new subscriber to the MSP Magazine Daily. It's, oh. You call it the Daily Edit. The Daily Edit. I signed up. Daily so newsletter. So I get my daily newsletter. Mm-hmm. And that made me aware of the feed yesterday, see? which normally Boom. I have to seek out. So I was like, oh, there's the feed. I clicked in. There's so many events happening today <laughs> and tomorrow. Like... Pumpkin batches, farmers yeah. markets, mm-hmm. outdoor things. Let me just tell you that a lot of people have adjusted, though, for this weather. And, in fact, most of the farmers markets have decided to either go to their indoor spots, which they do during the winter time. So the Mill City will be inside and in the barns, so you can still go to Mids- Mill City Farmers Market. You can still, uh, I know that, like, uh, Surly Fest, which is happening today, that's inside. The Surly Oktoberfest is going to be inside, you know. Like, there's enough. There's enough. It'll be okay, I think. Okay. And so still go out and party, is my point. And oyster fest tomorrow it's gonna be be chilly chilly, but we've done that yep that's fine so let me just say that i understand that though a lot of people are gonna want to tuck in 
and sit on their couches and watch some food movies. So this is what I thought we would talk about today. Um, because I was reading this article, and here's the question I, I wanted to ask you. So, okay, first of all, I want you to think, what is your favorite, what is your favorite food movie? I think um, Like Water for Chocolate. Okay. Uh, with uh, Johnny Depp and... That's just chocolate. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one I like. Yep. Johnny Depp and what's her name? Um, Juliette Binoche. Yes, someone. Juliette Binoche. She's very French and She's very so pretty. pretty. And yeah. it's a it's a like love story about a lady who owns a chocolate shop and Johnny Depp, the weird little French pirate, comes in and sweeps her off her feet. It's funny that you would say this because so I was reading this great article, which I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to post it. It's uh, it's um, oh, I just lost it. Of course, it is. It's by it's, uh, it's on a, a, a site called Affidavit. And it's really more of a, a look at like what makes a food movie? Like, why do we decide what is a food movie and what isn't a food movie? Because just like you said, it's actually that's kind of a romance. Right. And it's yep. about these two people. But there's but she runs a chocolate shop. And so does that make it a food movie just because there's food in it? Or is what, it like Chef, where I love that movie too, where he, I can't remember the name of the guy, he has a food truck. Yep. And kind of makes the, uh, pull, what's the pork sandwich? The Cubanos. Yeah, he makes the Cubanos. Yeah. But he's a chef who then gets fired from his job and he has to find a new career so he starts a food truck. And, you and know, like the humanity the of that. The journey of that. Yeah. But like that's a restaurant. Like that. that's like thematically part of it. But for me, I was thinking about movies like... Um, like the help. So in the help, if you remember Fried it, chicken. she was Olivia Davis, Olivia Davis, um, <coughs> excuse me. She's the cook who teaches, you know, the, uh, the, the white woman to cook the, all this beautiful soul food, you know, for herself. And I thought that's actually like, I think of that as a food movie because not because it's not part of the top. It is, but it's, it's not part of this topic or the main plot line, but it's a part of it. Like it's, I would put that in the same category of food movies to me. Call Me By Your Name, which was an Oscar yeah. winner a year or two ago, had a lot of gorgeous food scenes oh, well, in, they were in the Italy. Italian countryside oh, yes. where they would be at these meals. And so that kind of reminds me a little bit of food too. Plus there's a very sexual peach scene oh right I'm right just gonna say, just that. say that holy buckets well, and then yeah but i mean there's and there's definitely movies like that i love that i think about like big night right? i was just gonna say big i night knew that was yours is such a oh god i in fact i might watch that today then you're gonna have to make it timpano yes. i know i might do that timpano I mean, is the pasta cake i guess that they make it's just a molded pasta that you cook in a giant bowl so that it lo- comes out like a drum and you kind of like dunk, dunk, dunk. but this is the thing is like there, sh- those guys are restaurants tours and like the idea of making a big feast actually there's a giant feast in chocolat where they make it for her birthday at her house at the the old woman's house and it's like everything is just draped in chocolate and all this stuff but one of the things that this article talks about is how and i think this is interesting we sort of like romanticize food and that that feeling that food gives you that pleasure of food right but then there are the other side of things where food plays different roles and how it's not necessarily even that. It's not about like the, you know, fantasizing and sort of, you know, fetishizing of like, oh, this is amazing, you know, beautiful things. But I think that that's, you know, there's a couple of stories that they have that are very sparse with about food. You know, there's one Miyazaki, you know, he, uh, that I always talk about, Spirited Away, the Japanese filmmaker. He loves putting food into his films and he has a great, you know, scenes where there's people eating and, and they show them cutting and making all this kind of stuff. He's got a food that's more about hunger. And I thought about that. It's called Grave of the Fireflies. And like we 
don't really see that as a food movie. No. Even though it's the lack of food, it's still an important part of the canon, I think. Right. But I was trying to think about that. What are the food movies that are not really like chef and, you know, like centered around it, but still have food as part of like a character in the movie? Um, I would say that movie with Sarah Jessica Parker, where she comes home from New York with her boyfriend and they have all these Thanksgiving family meals and big meals and her mom is dying of cancer and her mom is Craig T. Nelson's in it. Oh, it's the family stone. Thank you. And it's not her mom. It's his. Thank you. Yes. Okay. That That's they have funny. a lot of big like food table scenes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is, that is, and it's, and it's definitely people are in the kitchen and part of the things that she was going to make, she was going to make a very special dish that was just for hers. Yep. But there was all of this control around That's it. That's right. And that really to me was, or is a food movie too, because yeah. I mean, boy, when you're what, right, what like the control over what you're going to bring or what you're going to make. Yeah. And like, you and like wanna, what that means to you at the table. Yeah, And you want to bring your thing. And then people are like, Oh, she's probably going to bring like her wild rice dish. And nobody even likes wild rice. Like that's what happens in families. Yes. Right. Right. Like, or uh, we'll come like, over to your uh, house for Thanksgiving, but please do not put the giblets in the dressing. I hate <laughs> when you do that. It's so gross. Can't you just make a normal dressing with sage? Like brownberry use the package. Yeah. And or no oyster no. mushrooms. Like, no. She always puts oyster mushrooms in her thing. Right. This is, I guess I'm, that is a, that's yeah, I was going to say, was that a narrative? Did you <laughs> totally. just read that from your texting? I did, um, totally. I think you did. Yeah. I do think that there's something to say though about, you know, when you don't, when it is more about the context of how food plays the role instead of just fetishizing it as pleasure. And that's what I think, even with Big Night, they obviously have that scene, you know, with like the, they have like a, a 10 course, you know, I mean, they go on and on for like this seven hour dinner. And that's that like sitting back from the table and groaning and going like, oh, my God. But like thinking about it in terms of because I think one of the things we get to do is to talk about food and how it plays in our lives. And even what we were just doing today so far, talking about how it can comfort, but it also has to have properties of health for us and you know these kind of things yeah it is it is central for more than just so the funny thing is this this article kind of rips on food movies and i was just thinking it's such a narrow view because there are things that we watch and see that are so much bigger and now with the food documentaries like the ugly delicious and you know like i've talked about the taco chronicles Yumi sushi or sushi for yumi or hero hero, hero yep hero and his sushi <laughs> I guess Yumi is the sushi place. Yes, here locally. <laughs> you know, dreams of sushi. All these documentaries and giving like the actual people and their actual life behind food that isn't about fetishizing it as much as like this pleasure dome thing, but as sort of giving it like almost respect. I sort of feel like in giving it context is I'm so happy for the way that food movies have gone because, you know, for the longest time, nobody could make a good food movie. Like, do you remember Burnt? That Bradley Cooper movie. Oh, see. Oh, I hated that. I know, but I liked it and watched it anyway. And oh. if it was on the show right now, on if I was like cooking on a Sunday, I'd totally watch it again. Would you really? I love Bradley Cooper. And yeah, he was a pain in the arse in the movie. Oh. However, uh, it was, I liked it enough. And the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Remember oh, the other she, chef one, which was another the same thing, and it was like meh, it was meh. a remake of. Um, and she's on her motorcycle, and oh god, yeah, meh, meh. yeah. I um, just, that's the idea. Is like that's that's like pretending to create a world. I think I'm as I'm thinking about this. I there. I read an article about Succession, which is HBO's. Oh my god, everybody is watching this, but me. It's great. It's the story of Rupert Murdoch and his oh, privileged it? children, basically. Oh, I did not but know it's, that. 
uh, Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother, plays oh, a character in it. Yeah. He is fantastic. Oh, really? And all of these big family dramatic scenes happen at the table. Oh. Which, I don't know why, but that must appeal to me because I... Yeah, it does. I, I, all these big, like, epic... And they're always shouting matches or people throwing things, like... Those big food scenes like that, I gravitate towards that. The Big Chill has a big food scene like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's true. I love all that stuff. All right. That is what we know. And I mean, obviously, you can pull up like Julie and Julia and you can watch yes. Ratatouille and you can watch those kind oh, of things. Ratatouille. I makes mean, my I heart love just Ratatouille. Happy. I know. And like the way that he describes, you know, a cartoon yes. rat describes it. It's wonderful. And I would say that my one of my favorite ones that I found recently was A Hundred Foot Journey. About the Indian family that I never moves watched it across that. From. Yes, that is a fabulous, fabulous. Okay, movie. that's going to be that on is my a great one. Hundred for journey. tomorrow. Yep, and okay. it's a sweet love story, and it's really about humanity again. But there's Indian food and French food, and it's amazing. So, um, but those are all there for you. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Yes, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to call in and have a comment, if you want to ask any questions, we are always here for you. If you need to know where to take your 14-year-old kid to dinner, if you need to know the best new spot to eat breakfast, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish, presented to you by our friends at El Barrito Mercado, who are gearing up for holiday season. If you want to order party platters or schedule them to come out for the office potluck, you just need to give them a call in St. Paul or visit them at elburritomercado.com. We are live today at Southern Lights in Burnsville, right off of 35W and the frontage road, kind of past Highway 13. And you can come out and join us. We have all kinds of events happening here to celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, Alexis Thompson's here, too. And the shop girls are going to be here after us. Yeah, it's a big party. That's right. And if you can't stop out today to Southern Lights, but you want to join Team Alexis or donate to Team Alexis, just email TeamAlexisTwinCities at gmail.com. And they are on site live right now, and they'll send you a link to either donate or to join the team. If you come out to Southern Lights, 8% of all their proceeds today are going to go to the American Cancer Society. But the ultimate thing I want people to know, free mammograms. Yes. So if you're out there and you're like, oh my gosh, I know I need to do it, but I haven't done it and I can't take off of work and it's hard to get away or the kids, come. It's free. It's free. You can. You guys, it's a drive-by. Think about it during your day. Like yep. you could, the time it's going to take you to like sit down and watch a show today, you could drive out here, you could do a quick, you know, squish, and then all of a sudden you have peace of mind. You do have I peace mean, of mind. I mean, you've got it done. It's easy. We are taking your calls live on the air, and Hope will tell us when we have any. 651-641-1071 is the number to call. We'll take your call live on the air, but you got to call right now, so don't wait. Don't wait. We have a couple questions that sure. came in, you guys. Um, one of them was, I love your show and all the good ideas you share with us. Thank you. I will be celebrating my 50th on November 2nd. was looking for a few ideas of places to go with a group of eight. Doesn't need to be fancy, but fun. She lives in Robbinsdale, so it's easy to get to a lot of places. What did you say? I like the idea of going to Grand Catch, which oh. is in St. Paul, off of Grand Avenue near McAllister. Mm -hmm. It's all seafood, so like a table of eight, you could really get your hands dirty you boil. with mud bugs and a big lobster boil, and I think it's kind of fun communal eating. Yeah. So I think that would be a good suggestion. That's a really good idea. Um, you know, eight is not that big. I mean, so I guess I feel like you could go... There's, You know what? Here's what I... I know I've been saying East Side a lot, but they have a really big table that you can basically eat communally, and so like you have like this really... 
I think it's like a big round table that seats eight, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And then you have, I think there's a Lazy Susan in the center that you can kind of do things with. But they also have something called the Snack Attack. So, like, if you want to, like, kind of snack through a bunch of little things together and hang out and then do a big format, like a big duck as, like, your big share thing at the end, I, that's just the way I love to eat. And that way you can drink and chat. And it doesn't have to be like, well, she gets this plate, she gets this plate. Right. You know it's what I mean? It's more communal. It is more of like, and that to me is when you have eight, when you have that people and you want to share and you want to like talk to each other and make it like fun, I think that's the best way to do it. You know what else would be fun is Layla in the Sheridan in Bloomington yeah. has like a glassed off room. So you could like oh, in the sit, middle. Yeah, that little you could cute sit in there with your group table. of eight. Oh, and, and you could pop some bubs. That's right. It would be great. That would be super fun. Um, also, Aster Cafe, I think, is really cozy. It's down by the river, so you yeah. get that beautiful view. It's cozy. Mm-hmm. You could have snacks there too. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Um, okay, we did get another question. We said from someone six five one six four one one zero seven one. And we us. do have a caller. Oh, great! Oh, Let's yeah. hear it. All right, we have Monica. Monica from yes. Friends. Hi, Monica. Hi. I was just calling because I have a son with a, a cognitive disability, and he is now living in apartments. Finally, okay. I'm a yeah. nester, and um, you know he doesn't eat the best and is not um, um, the he, his fine motor skills are a little difficult for him okay. also. So, looking for easy cookbooks with easy recipes. Any suggestions along that line? Hmm. Easy cookbooks with easy recipes. I would stick to things that are kind of like the like three ingredients or like one, two, three cook, you know, cooking. Um, Jamie Oliver has a cookbook that is five ingredients or less um, that I like. There's also a great cookbook by Mark Bittman that is called Kitchen Express. Oh, because that seems hard. No, Mark it's Bittman Kitchen tends Express. To be a little bit. And these are... It's like 200. Some of the cook, some of the recipes are literally just like a paragraph. Like, put eggs with scallions, and it's just it's a easier. It's called Kitchen Express. Okay. Um, you know, I would I've, say, I've yeah, they're, converted oh, go ahead. some of my recipes to spell everything out exactly how he needs to do it. <laughs> Here's another idea. There's a thing that's called Friends That Cook, and it's at friendsthatcooks.com. And what they do is they will come into your house and they will make a week's worth of meals for you. And they'll put them all in microwave containers. But they also have a cooking option where you can cook with them and they teach you. So that might be a great gift idea. Yeah, yeah. So they will literally come to his house and they will be in the house and maybe you could be there and make a day of it and you could learn to cook, but they'll also leave with... They could come in every week and just leave him with a bunch of microwave meals that they prepare at his house. That would be amazing. That's friendthatcooks.com. Great. Thank you. Okay. Good luck yeah. with it. Thanks. 651-641-1071. Thanks, Monica. All right. We did have a question uh, from someone who said they want to celebrate their son's birthday, and he is 14. Um, it would be a lot of ages, like 10-year-olds year, uh, eight, to grandma and grandpa. Son is pretty adventurous, like sushi, seafood, pasta, etc. And it would be hard to top last year when they had a blast at Gasthof. Oh, funny. Where they ate Gasthof the meter brass and, and sang with the, hunt, with the accordion. So that's a fun. 
So, 14-year-old teen's birthday. For me, I just said that, you know, I think that the top choice is always Zenbox Izakaya because you can get ramen, but you can get sushi, and you can get takoyaki, which are those little octopus balls, and you can have all that kind of... And they have crazy anime everywhere, and it's just a, it's a lot of fun. And then I would say go to Unideli after that and go get some Japanese and Asian snacks and food. Okay, I'm going to tell you on Friday nights to go to El Burrito Mercado because they have the mariachi fiesta on Friday nights so you get a reservation you can all eat their delicious authentic Mexican food but then they have mariachi that goes table to table and plays people dance that's fun it's really super fun and festive and that's Fridays from 6 30 to 9 30 that's good another option too I thought would be fun is if you do a thing where you like go to the Midtown Global Market or you go to one of the food halls and you sort of say okay everybody go get something you know and send everybody kind of out on a you grab one big table oh, and everybody sits idea. there and you say, okay, everybody go get, like, two dishes, and, like, everyone gets cash, and then everybody brings back food, and you kind of just pick what, see what people picked. Uh, one other idea is Town Hall Lanes. They're celebrating their 22nd anniversary, and they are a bowling alley, and you can eat. So I always think when you can combine an activity yeah. with the meal, that's fun for teenagers because yeah. you're doing something. Yeah, my kids actually went there before a dance, and they thought it was great. Yeah, they fun. a lot of fun. All right. We are live at Southern Lights. Come out and join us. Uh, We will be here until 11 o'clock. You're listening to The Weekly Dish.